Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast. It's yours truly giving you a solo cast, how you can make patient charting more flow channeled. This is inspired by a listener who wrote in. Sharon Tay asked, I'm curious, could you walk us through some of your note-taking processes, specifically the use of keystrokes? This would be so appreciative. I really enjoyed listening to your episodes about the patient experience and your feedback processes. I look forward to hearing more. Thank you for listening, Sharon. I'm so excited to dive in. In this episode, I will unpack the exact applications that I use while we all wait for AI to help us even more because the bridge is coming. We are almost there. But in the meantime, we want to be more efficient. So in addition, I'll give you my naming system that I use so that you have easy retrieval of these chart parts or snippets. Then we'll unpack what I do prior to the visit, during the visit, and then after the visit so that I can close my notes within 10 minutes. Yes, even a functional medicine note, which can be kind of big. And we're going to learn about how you need to cut down and say less versus over inform and say more. So let's dig in and color outside the lines. Okay, charting, it is the nemesis of healthcare. Ever since EMR was introduced, it's felt more clunky and complicated. I remember those times we had paper charts and just a few scribbles and you were done. Problem with that is we couldn't read people's scribbles and sometimes those charts got lost. I remember where we would be searching for a patient's chart for an hour only to know that it was on somebody else's desk in a different department. I mean, those were the days. So I'm not anti-EMR. But I feel like what we're about to experience is the very bottom of the dark ages. We're almost through this. AI is helping. There are apps like freedom.ai, I believe, or is it freed.ai? I have not personally used that. There's DAX. Um, I've interviewed lots of, of tech thought changers in this space, and they all have these wonderfully hopeful views of the future. We're almost there. But I'm talking about now. I want to help you if you're struggling now. You're an integrative or functional practitioner and you are laboring over these charts because you've got a lot to say. You've got a lot to educate. Your brain is oozing out your ears and you're wanting to deliver this service to patients. And if you're in a cash pay practice, that's even more risky that you're going to overdo all these charting processes because you feel almost guilty. If somebody is paying you money, you feel like you must give them this volume of encyclopedic thoughts on how their care plan should go. And, and I'd have to say that's not effective. Most patients aren't going to read your heartfelt words, I hate to tell you. So what we want to concentrate on is making your charting effective and easy, but also applicable for the patient on the other end, making it predictable so you have your own system, making it easy to retrieve information so that you know where to look. 
And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Disclaimer, none of these techniques are only going to work for one single EMR. This works for any EMR. What I'm about to share with you can be translational. It doesn't matter if you're in Charm, Epic, if you're in Athena or Servo. The EMR is not going to be addressed today. What I'm working on is your efficiency as a practitioner to get your own nomenclature figured out with your charting and your snippets, your dot phrases, your chart parts. There's so many names for those little tiny building blocks to create a chart. So let's get started. First, download Text Expander. That app is a lifesaver. It works on your phone. It works on your desktop, on your laptop. It works across different platforms from iPhone messaging to Facebook, to Instagram, to TikTok, to emails in Google Documents. So what Text Expander is, is like your own portable shortcut app. You get to design exactly what you have inside. So you can create folders. You can create nomenclature. This means that you can use your own way of thinking, how your brain organizes. You're not, you're not subjected to being forced to put yourself in a box of someone else's organization. It's literally a, ba- a blank slate. It is the number one thing that has helped me be more efficient. So imagine this if you if you log into text expander or if you're listening to this podcast do it now try it out you're going to see that they call them snippets snippets are text links you can play with font sizes bolding or italicized you can make this however you would like and then you get to name that snippet and you can create dozens and hundreds of these snippets so that you can easily plug them into any situation So when I first started using text expanders, I had not even thought of all the different applications that I eventually grew into, but it's a lifesaver. I'm going to give you just some ideas to consider as you're forming your own snippets. So snippets are those blocks of text, but when you name the snippet, you need to name it something that you can type really quickly. And so I suggest a lowercase letter followed by a capital letter that titles that snippet. For example, let's say we're creating a public message to reply. If somebody is trying to slide into your DMs or send you a message asking about your services, rather than you picking up your phone and taking your big thumbs and trying to text out your hours or here's the link to apply or call me here, that's a lot of work. So instead, typing in like a lowercase p for public and then uppercase hello right? So it's P hello. Suddenly your phone populates this templated message that you've already written that says, I'm so excited for your enthusiasm. Um, To make this more convenient, I have all patients start their journey with me by filling out this form. And you can have the form linked there. However you do your workflow, you're kind of understanding the gist of text expanders. You get to title it whatever your brain will think of, right? So as you're doing these different folders of text snippets, right now you can probably think of many areas of your life that you can organize into ways to communicate. So for example, public messaging is one big one, right? People will message me 
from the town I live in asking for donations or asking to precept or shadow what I do or asking if I'm open or asking if I'll, you know, be present at the next festival or things like that. And so you can design these automatic replies that you just simply can text or type with a few keystrokes and you don't have to lose your brain power. That's perfect, right? And you can always tweak them once they're inside your messaging app. So public is one category. I also recommend patient messaging. So think of all the portal messages. Now, this is not going to identify every single nuance or case, but portal messages that commonly I get are, you know, I have a question about this thing, but that question isn't really urgent. It's not really something that I absolutely need to answer now. So I will send back, that's a great question. I can give a more in-depth answer if you meet me at the next open office hours. You see, part of my membership platform is I make myself present in these group settings so that people have more access in between their appointments. They're able to make better changes in a faster time and have more support. And so I'm able to punt these questions, which saves me that time of texting out a long answer and then inviting this email volley that really is unpaid time and can be confusing and unclear because communication isn't just the words, it's also how is that person looking? What is the nuance of their speech? So I prefer to answer things in a group. So patient messaging is another folder in this text expander that you can start to move into and create these templates for yourself. Another one is operations. So I'm a solopreneur. And if you are too, and you're a functional or integrative medical solo entrepreneur, you know that even though you might have the high role as CEO, president, founder, there are still daily operations. Even if you've outsourced them and hired different staff, or you work with freelancers, or you have staff with you in the building, communications are important. So communicating these operations is critical for success. An example of this might be instead of opening up your email and saying, hey, I need you to send a test kit to Mrs. Jones, you can have this templated. And in a simple text where you say, oh, that's a lowercase o, capital T, test kit, right? O, test kit. You type a few keystrokes and it auto-populates this information. And you can go in and leave blanks, you know, and then populate that in. This is for Mrs. Jones. I need this specific test kit mailed to her address. So you can start populating these organizational and operational things so that you can communicate to your staff real quickly. And that can include links to your existing SOPs. Hey, you know, we just got another credit card bounce. I need you to go find that. Here's the SOP. Please contact the patient and rectify this. This can all be pre-written so that all you have to type is O, lowercase O, and then capital credit card. That's it. It's all done. Another folder that I like to use is web links, just plain website links that I love, right? You know, favorite recipes, um, favorite uh, resources, you know, things to buy, my Amazon storefront, you know, the link to my podcast, link to, you know, a common uh, affiliate that I refer, you know, those things are just super easy when I'm like, oh, you should talk to this person. Here's the link. I don't have to remember their website, right? Another folder idea is protocols. This is where I help create this big peripheral brain as I keep learning more and more in functional medicine. Because 
as you know, any functional medicine practitioner is always learning. This is dynamic. We're always expounding and expanding our knowledge and, and science changes. Our current understanding of our body will change. So I use these text expanders as my library of learning. When I learn new things, for example, about mold or mycotoxin, I find that little chart snippet and I add it to there so that I don't have to try and stretch my brain to remember what was that one testing change to the price or what was that one you know, reference to that article or, you know, so I'll have these blocks of educational content that I can plug right into the chart that is always up to date because whenever I learn something, I put it into that text expander snippet. I also add protocols and I will put in there one, two, three, four, five, right? We'll start with this antifungal. Then we move here. Then we address your adrenals, whatever it is. I have my protocols that I like to use for certain conditions and I can always update them. And what I love about these chart snippets is you can put them right into a chart and then you can always delete the ones that don't apply it, but it makes your process so much more streamlined. And so that's another folder that I use in the text expanders. Moving on, what about recipes, right? If you're a nutritionist or you're somebody who is working with patients in changing their food habits, you could have favorite recipes all built right in there so that all you have to do is remember the little keystrokes. And by the way, I know sometimes you might think this is lovely, Lara, I can set this all up and I'm never going to remember the keystrokes that I assigned for this. Don't worry. They make it so easy in text expanders. They have folders. Um, they allow you to search. So you can search for tag words or keywords. It's totally user-friendly. So don't worry. You don't have to have a huge mega brain to remember all this. Just get it in there and know that they live in this app. Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code podcast for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst now.
Other ways I've used it is general education, right? I like building these text blocks of education so that I can dial in or out how much education I think a patient needs on certain topics, right? And then affiliates, right? If I'm working with partners or affiliates, you can also connect those in. This is fantastic for any practitioner who also has different services outside the exam room. If you're a public speaker, you like to run workshops or you know you consult in other areas, you can have separate folders for these kind of messaging as well. So in addition to making your communication efficient and your charting efficient, text expanders allow you to be consistent, which is even more important because we need to remember that we say similar things. We have the similar policy. You know, patients are treated uniquely, but we should have a standard of care and a similar policy across the board. And this helps you not get caught in a loophole where you said to one patient, yeah, I start at 10 a.m. on Fridays, but to the other patient, you said, no, my hours are 1 p.m. You know, those kinds of little details go a long way to build trust, integrity, and psychological safety, which are three of the key things that help you become more flow-channeled, become more free to be open-minded and to grow. So we've talked about text expanders. We reviewed some of the ways you can design your own nomenclature, different folders you can use. And you hopefully by now have been curious enough to open up your phone and actually download the text expander app. It's a little orange icon. And in your desktop, that's where I type in all of my text expanders, so much easier than on your phone, but it's translational. It go the same thing on your desktop will sync to your phone. So it's always updated and it even has a special keyboard. It's just fantastic. So if you've gotten used to the idea of putting a lot of your intention into this, you now understand the reason we do this is because it is so useful. It's not just stuck in your EMR. It can be taken anywhere across phones, in emails. And so you kind of have this portable system that you are learning, growing, and using and becoming more efficient. So let's get down to the actual charting. If a patient makes an appointment, I'm going to run through my pre-charting routine. So I have a form that they fill out before each visit, and it asks them an updated list of their symptoms, updated new concerns, any medicine changes. I copy and paste that into a new encounter. Then I drag over as many recurring things as I can. Most EMRs will do this. You can replicate the diagnoses from the last visit. You can you know, pull in the last treatment plan so you don't have to redo everything. And I especially like to pull in their initial goals. I call it my anchoring technique. So they have three to five initial goals when we first meet. And I make them be very clear. I ask them so detailed, like, tell me what exactly you are feeling. For example, I don't let them get by by saying, yeah, I've got bloating. I have my bowel movements are irregular. I don't feel very good. I have abdominal pain. That's not good enough for me. I want specifics. How many times a day are you interrupted by feeling that awareness of of abdominal pain? Does it wake you up at night? Like I go and ask them, how do we measure? How will we know when you're better? And they can usually 99% of the time give me a great answer. Well, I won't wake up with feeling abdominal pain or, oh, I'll be able to eat that, you know, pudding without feeling you know, like I need to throw up or nauseated or, oh, I'll wake up in the morning and not have a weird taste in my mouth, whatever it is for them. That is how I measure progress. So I go down their list. I call those their anchor goals. So I want their current reality, right? Let's give another example. 
that is also very difficult for many practitioners. You know, when patients come in and say, I don't feel good, my mood is all over the place, you know, I'm feeling depressed, right? I mean, in this world, who wouldn't feel depressed, right? Look at the world around us. So how do we measure that, right? You can get into a lot of metric scales. Absolutely, that's valid. That takes time. So what I like to do is I use the anchor goal system. I say, okay, so you're feeling like you're moody. You're feeling depressed. How many days of the week do you feel that this interferes with your activities? Who has noticed it? I try to dig deeper. How, how will you know when that's not a problem anymore? And they always can come up with a scenario. Well, I won't be barking at my kids or my husband won't say like, wow, you know, you're really, you know, crabby or I won't feel frustrated at work as much. Now, these are very, you know, very lofty goals, but it gives you an idea. So these anchor goals, I copy and paste to each new encounter and I update any new stuff in bold. So I keep them the same. So it becomes this like almost a linking technique where I'm linking before and I'll reference and say, okay, so we've been meeting for three sessions. In the last session, you said your abdominal pain was a little better, but you still woke up once at night. And you didn't wake up with nausea. So how are you now? And then this is where I type in the bold text. They'll tell me, oh, I didn't wake up at all. Or I only woke up once in two weeks or whatever it is. And that gets written in bold. So each time I see them, my pre-charting, I'm putting their same anchor goals at the top. And then right when we talk at the top of the hour, I'm asking, what are the updates? And I put those in bold. So I can always glance and see where we've been, where we've come, where we're headed. The diagnoses are pre-populated. Oftentimes when I'm working with a patient, I'll pre-populate what I'm doing with the protocol, right? So I advocate simple and complex. And what I mean by that is their visit summary, I'm going to have five numbered items. That's the simple items that they can go right there and go, okay, these are my next five steps. Because let's be honest, patients don't want tons of information to sift through. They want bullet points, action steps, get them started now. These five things are consistent every time. It's Number one is in two sentences or less, I explain what we did today. And I'll say, what we learned about your body today is that your Dutch test showed that you have stage two adrenal issues. So we're going to start adjusting your protocol to bring your cortisol in balance. Simple, high level, 10,000 altitude, right? That's number one. Number two, I always talk about supplements. The supplements we are having you start are in your, you know, area of the visit summary here, please stop the following supplements that we had you on previously, right? Simple. Number three is usually a video, usually a video archive from one of my past open office hours, something that goes into a little detail. Watch this video here on the nuances in Dutch testing, or watch this video here where I talk about cortisol balancing, whatever. It's a little video nugget for them. Easy to copy and paste. Number four is lab instructions. I may order another test and say, okay, you know, you will be getting your lab test kit mailed to you in seven to 10 days, whatever that is, you know, follow this, you know, stop your hormones on this day, start your testing on this day, whatever those lab instructions are. Again, those are templated. And then number five is follow-up. When do they need to see me again, right? I'll tell them what to expect. Expect that I will send you a video lab um, interpretation of your labs when I get them, and then you can schedule your follow-up or whatever that is, right? So five things, that's it, five short bullet points. Then I literally draw a line in my EMR because most EMRs allow like a break or a divider or a line. And then underneath, I title it bonus information or um, further information, whatever it is. And that will go into more detail if I have like a whole 
recommended books or articles on adrenal issues, or I might go into detail about why we do this, or here's another reference. It's whatever piques their interest that they are eager to learn more about. I put it in a separate section. So they know with clear delineation, okay, here's the five steps I need to do to move forward. But then the rest down here is sort of like cafeteria style, take what I want, leave the rest. I can learn um, because people don't have time. So then usually I'm closing the chart in 10 minutes because all of this that I just talked about is all in text expanders. I can just simply with a few keystrokes, I say, boom, there we go. Osteoporosis information is locked and loaded in the EMR in less than five keystrokes. And then I might move down and put another few keystrokes on the influence of trauma and cortisol. And then in there are recommended local therapists and their numbers. I mean, it literally is possible to make a whole chart happen in such little time. When I'm looking at complex things that do require personalization, in the text expanders, I put lots of spaces, like lines, so that I know I need to fill in things, right? So it's Mad Lib style. You know, Mad Libs is a fun game, but I will do it Mad Lib style, so it cues me in to make a few adjustments. But all in all, this is it. You guys, this is easy. And it's going to get better because there are so many cool new things on the horizon, um, whether it is AI that's going to listen to your whole experience in the exam room that will then translate it for you in the chart. And yes, there are apps out there that do that. Whether it's DAX, which is another dragon ambient experience that does that. They're, so, they're all just basically, it's perfect capitalism because they're all competing, trying to get your attention. This is going to get better. I'm absolutely certain that this is just the last of our dark ages. You know, but if you are still suffering and you don't have the money or expense or the time to investigate some of these cool new AI um, opportunities, because maybe you're a solo entrepreneur like me and you're like, okay, I don't have time to learn another system. I just need to get good at what I'm already doing. This is the perfect solution. Do a little bit of time enlarging your text expander repertoire, making a naming system that works with your brain and start playing, start using it. And you'll be surprised how easy it is to get your pre-charting done so that when the patient's in front of you, and for those that don't know, I, my first initial visit is one hour and my follow-ups are a half an hour. And I'm never late, like ever. I don't go over. I am always on time and it's because I'm ready. And when the patients start talking, I know where to put it in the chart. And I've already pre-populated some ideas so that when we're done, and let's say I've changed my mind or I don't think they need that information, I delete it, or they needed new information, I just quickly put a couple keystrokes in and they've got it and we're off and running. So consider test, text expanders. I would love to hear how it works for you and let me know your questions. I love that Sharon Tay reached out and asked if we could give more detail on this. This is fantastic. And this is exactly what I love to help with. I'm actually hosting a pop-up workshop. I don't do these often, but I've been inundated with so many requests to help learn how to set up your own three-tier membership model. It's not that hard, but I'm going to gather all my top tips that I teach inside my Catalyst Studio and bring it to you. Yes, live in person, on Zoom, for 90 minutes, you're going to get everything. And it's going to be November 8th. It's going to start at 6 o'clock Central and end at 7.30. And you can see the whole agenda. You'll have worksheets. It's a live working session. 
and you'll be able to pick from my idea bank of a hundred different items, you will stack your own three-tier services into your own membership table and you will be ready to go. You'll be launching. You'll even get the price and profit calculator so you understand how those numbers will work out and scale. Because my goal is to redesign healthcare with more creativity and less burnout. And part of this is showing functional and integrative practitioners how membership is lucrative. It allows patients to come in when they're ready at a different price point. It also pays you for your time and it promotes value and maintenance of growth and sustainability of some of these habit changes. So check it out. The event is on Facebook. It's on Eventbrite. It's called Membership Magic. Design your own three-tier membership model for a value-driven and scalable functional medicine practice. And I invite everybody, seating is limited. There's only 100 spots, actually less now. I just had a few registrations pop in and it's only $29, you guys. This is so cheap. I want everybody to know this. Um, and so I'll put the link in the show notes and I hope to see you there because we all need to keep coloring outside the lines. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.